my friends, to the That's Ball Folks podcast. I'm your host, Josh Reynolds. This is episode 29. We do we cover a lot of ground here. We do a lot of things. The play-in game recap. Round one, game ones just all ended. I had to wait until uh, day two, Sunday night, to record this uh, so I could talk about each game. The absolute disrespect that the Sacramento Kings are still getting. The two best playoff matchups that we've seen in quite some time. A rule that the NBA has to do something about immediately. We'll talk about that in detail. And then just a little tiny glimpse at the NHL playoff picture because I want to talk about it. How's everybody doing? Again, another fantastic week. Uh, we're in the swing of it. We're in the thick of the NBA playoffs, which is exactly what we've wanted and what we've waited for for a long time. The play-in games came and went. I think everybody was a little pleasantly surprised and shocked at how those went. Uh, again, we'll talk about that in, in further detail coming up here in a little bit. But the play-in games are such a good idea. Uh, look, I'm going to be the first one to admit that I was very skeptical when they were talked about. I wasn't about it. And I like it. Look, the, the end of the Timberwolves-Lakers game was like the worst quality basketball that maybe we've ever seen. But the idea of a playing game is really fun, and I really, really like it. I hope that with this midseason tournament, I hope that I come around to that once it's actually happening, just like I did to these playing games, because I genuinely, like, genuinely thoroughly enjoy these playing games. So let's hope that that is the same kind of avenue that this takes with the midseason tournament. But I'll be honest, as of right now, I don't think it is. But time will tell. We'll see. Without any further ado, however... Let's dive right into our brotherly love and hate segment brought to you by PHI Apparel Co. Here's my convo with Jer. That's ball, folks. Brotherly love and hate segment is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Co. provides unique designs, high quality clothing. Some of our favorite, again, their designs are fantastic and we're very grateful for them to be sponsoring the segment. And that leads us right into Jer. Jer, how's it going? It's good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I am doing well. We're pre-recording this because you are going to be in Japan. I am. Um, so we're just going to stick to love and hate. No normally we do a love and hate and then a love and hate in the sports world. We're going right. to keep it. We're just going to keep it simple with with something you love, something you hate. Does that sound good? Yeah, it sounds good to me. I mean, I will be having so much more fun than recording <laughs> on this on this podcast. So, um. Yeah, I'm glad we're able to to pre-record it so yeah. I don't have to call in from Japan. <laughs> yeah, that would be a nightmare. What what is the time difference? I, obviously, I know it's huge, but like what, what time uh, is it I think away? it's 15 hours. 15 hours ahead? Yeah. So oh, right now, um, yeah, it's it's 1 p.m. And it's 10, 10 p.m. here. Oh, yeah. Okay. 1 p.m. in the bad. afternoon. Yeah. That's not bad at all. No. All right, cool. Let's uh let's kick it off here. Do you let's keep let's keep on the tradition. We've we Great. started with loves. Let's continue with some loves. Give us something you are currently loving. Okay, you you know this term maybe better than I do because I stole this term from your wife. Nicole. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so she's getting a nice shout out here. Because I've always liked it. She she had the name for it. Maybe it's a common name. I don't know. It was the first time I heard it was from her. Doppelbangers. Yeah. <laughs> I think she made this up and she's going to be so pumped that you're talking about If she about made this. this up, which I hope she did, it's phenomenal name. It's a perfect it is, name. It's perfect. It's perfect. So 
obviously everyone knows what a doppelganger is, right? Someone who looks like someone else. And you're the king of doppelgangers, which is awesome. You always find all our friends doppelgangers. Yes. It's not just me alone, but uh, I have done some heavy lifting and we have almost everybody's doppelganger. Right. Right. So for anyone listening, send a picture of yourself to Josh and he will find your doppelganger (laughs) and send it back to you. No, but if you do have a doppelganger and you found the picture, uh, share them because our doppelganger pictures are crazy. Yeah, I love them. I think they're great. But a doppelbanger is when two people who look alike end up together, like are married. They're a couple. They're a couple. And I think that's awesome. It is. (laughs) There are a few people, few people who I know who I think they look alike. And every time I see them, like, that's great. And I just smile. Even if I like them or don't like them, it doesn't matter. I'm smiling because they look alike. I totally right. agree. And I think that's great. Actually, I kind of think you and McCall look alike a little bit. What? Um, yeah, I wouldn't consider you a, a doppelbanger, but you're you guys are close in my mind. You you, you look we... close enough where I'm like, oh, that's fun. This is fun. You think we look alike? Yeah, a little, a little. Just because we're short and have dark hair. Yeah, and your face is. I don't know. I I like it. I like it. But you know. <laughs> You know a few as well. Um, I think everyone does. But now, whenever you see them, you'll you'll think, "Wow, look at those doppelbangers." That's yes. wonderful. There, you're right. There are a handful that we know of, and we say it every time. I'm not going to name names. Yeah, but I didn't if, want to. No, I know. But you just threw me out there. I did. If, if <laughs> your doppel, oh, that is a fantastic love doppelbangers. I love is that. A great name. Shout out McCall and. That's a very that is a very good love and a good way to start this segment. Thank you. That's I've been fantastic. About it for a while now. That that is really good. Okay, give us your hate. Okay, I hate people who eat fast food or smelly food on an airplane. Uh, right, like you're sitting next to them and they are eating something that they maybe picked up on their way to the gate that just stinks or they brought it from home even. Yeah. I, uh, where was it? I think you were on the same flight with us. I think we were flying to Philly. Maybe there was a, an older couple sitting next to me and she was so nice. The lady was in the middle. I was in the window seat and we were just chatting. And I noticed she had like a, a cheesecake factory bag. So I made a joke like, oh, wow, you like you brought some cheesecake. She said, no, we're we're going on a two month vacation. So we emptied out our fridge. Oh. oh, and throughout the flight, she pulled out like cottage cheese. She oh, had an entire loaf of wheat bread. She was offering me all sorts of, of fruits, a pickle. Like she had the most interesting things. She had tuna fish, tuna fish sandwich. Time out. Tuna fish sandwich on an airplane. Get real. You'd be the nicest Ugh. person in the world, but if you have a tuna fish sandwich on an airplane, you're last place. You stink. Literally, that, you're stinky. That is so gross. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my bad. gosh. That is disgusting. Like, I have never I heard of somebody clearing out their fridge. Like you said, I've I've been on a couple airplanes when, and even if I'm not sitting by them, you can smell it. Right. You know around right. you when somebody opens up food and starts eating it, but. Cleaning out your fridge and bringing it is that is a whole other level. 
Yeah, it was it was really bad. And I mean, they were so nice too. Um, yeah, so but that, they it, could be the nicest it, person in the world. That's not allowed. No, no. I mean, hold on, so hold on. How did they get it through security? I don't know. I don't know how they did it. I have no idea. I mean, I don't think they had any liquid, but they just put can it in you, their bag. you can you just bring a thing of cottage cheese through security? They did. I swear on my whole life. I told you you're on this flight. I told no, you. No, no, no. I know. I'm just thinking about it. I don't know how that I mean, is there a rule? I guess it's if it's not liquid, then I think you're okay. I don't know, but I hate cottage cheese. Oh, it's disgusting. What are you doing? Yeah, that's gross. I, it's it's so strange. Like just the lack of common sense <laughs> yeah. and lack of just common courtesy when it comes to these things. Dude, we could like, do a whole a whole episode on like airplane etiquette. And maybe we do because yeah. there are so many things that have happened to us. And I'm sure everybody else has their own horror stories uh, right. when flying on an airplane. Like, do you remember that dude? I have a picture and a video of it. The dude barefoot. I felt like yeah. a scratch on the back of my arm. So I like move my arm and look back. Just his toenail dug into my freaking arm. That's nasty, awesome. gross feet. Ugh. Did you, did you bleed? No, I didn't bleed, but I, I, I might as well have. It was yeah. truly disgusting. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. bad. Yeah. That's but really, people yeah, do that that's all a great the time. Idea. It's a great idea. You know what? Next one. Let's do it. I've, I've got a few stories that we can chat about, but okay. I don't know, man. Yeah. So in, anything smelly, really? And, and it doesn't even have to be an airplane. Like if you bring your own snacks, sneak them into a movie theater, like great. All power to you. But if you pull out something that smells. Yeah. Yep. I don't know what I mean. I might throw up. Yeah. And I agree. I'm going to be so upset the entire movie. Especially at a movie theater, because part of the movie theater experience is the smells. I don't care what you say. Movie theater popcorn, everything like that. Yeah. Every movie theater has a specific smell, and that's part of the experience. So I agree. Anybody throwing things off with bringing in stinky food, get yeah. the hell out. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll paint a picture for you. It's one of one of my one of my nightmares. Okay, you've been waiting for this movie for months. Did Some, this happen, even, or is this just or, or no? This is picture? just a picture. Maybe even years for this movie to come out, right? Maybe you read the book and you loved it. You want this movie. You can't wait. Opening night, midnight premiere. You and your friends go. Maybe you're just by yourself. I don't know. Nobody else wants to go with you, but you're so excited. Packed house. The lights go off. Everyone brings out their snacks that they, you know, illegally sn snuck in. And the person next to you brings out hard-boiled eggs. Oh, and you're my like, gosh. what are what do I do? That is one of my worst nightmares. I think <laughs> that's terrible because I hate hard boiled eggs, but oh, also, they're awful and they you stink. can't leave. You can't no. leave. You've waited years for this movie. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. That runs through my mind constantly. That's terrible. That's really gross. Yeah. All right. That's a, that's a really good hate as well. Um, all right. Fantastic. That's a great way to round out the segment. Jer, thank you again. Fantastic stuff as always. And uh, we'll, we'll chat with you next week. Okay. Can't wait. Okay, friends. We're several episodes in, and by now you know I'm a huge fan of Griffles Plasma. There's a lot to know about this topic. For starters, who needs plasma, why it is needed, and why it is important to set up and donate. Diving right in, who needs plasma? Anyone. Anyone could need plasma at any time. 
a stranger, a family member, a dude sitting next to you at a Sixers game. Why is it needed? Because plasma makes medicines. Different kinds of medicines for many different people and all kinds of situations. Point is, there's lots of reasons to step up. People count on people like you for these medicines. You're compensated when you donate, and it's just a cool thing to do. You spread good in the world. You show your good side. Find a center near you at GerfelsPlasma.com. When you donate, tell them Josh sent you. This advertisement is a paid promotion. I want to tell you about the easiest way to get some action on the NBA. It's Underdog Fantasy and their Pick'em game. Just pick over or under on your favorite or least favorite player's stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. You can also pick from Rivals, which pits two players against each other for a head-to-head matchup. Underdog keeps it super simple with their easy-to-use website and mobile apps. Pick between two and five players to fill out your pick'em slip, Get every pick right and take home some cold, hard cash. Use the code TBF24, that's TBF24, and get your first deposit doubled up to $100 by Underdog. Underdog Fantasy, the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports. start with the very first play-in game and that's the Atlanta Hawks beat the Miami Heat in Miami in a game in which the Miami Heat looked like they weren't even interested (laughs) you had to even think for a second that maybe they just liked the matchup uh going against Milwaukee because they looked terrible Atlanta looked good Trey Young looked good he had a lot of assists he played good I mean he played Trey Young basketball but strange game Strange game. We'll kind of breeze through these playing games, but Atlanta wins. The next game, Minnesota loses to the Lakers in one of the ugliest basketball games I think I've ever seen in overtime. Uh, truly awful. Anthony Davis fouls Mike Conley shooting a horrendous three that hit like the corner of the backboard with no time left on the clock in regulation. Goes overtime. Lakers end up winning. Again, I figured that the Lakers would win, but this game went into overtime. I thought, oh my goodness, they really might lose. The next day of playing games, the Chicago Bulls shock everybody. They beat the Toronto Raptors in Toronto. I did not see this coming. I don't think anybody saw this coming. The story of the game that we have to talk about is DeMar DeRozan's daughter, who was screaming at the top of her lungs every single time that the Toronto Raptors went to the free throw line. Like, not just like, oh, kind of screaming, like really, really deathly curdling screaming that you could hear through the TV. Like, It was pretty unbelievable and actually was pretty awesome. Kind of hard to dislike. The Raptors ended up missing 18 free throws. They shot 50% from the line, and you have to give her credit. You really do. It was all talked about. The Raptors show their true colors again. Look, I know not all Raptors fans are terrible, but when you cheer when Katie tears his Achilles and Clay tears his ACL and Embiid gets hurt and everybody cheers and mocks him with the flying airplane... And then all of a sudden this comes out and they're, they have to escort this 10 year old girl, uh, out with security because she's been getting death threats. Not a great look for, for you guys, Raptors fans, not great, but the MVP absolutely goes to DeRozan's daughter. Shout out her. One of the, one of the better stories. Also speaking of better stories, the Oklahoma city thunder beat the new Orleans Pelicans. I love the thunder. I am so happy for my guy, Cone. One of the only Thunder fans that I know. Truly. 
Josh Giddy does his thing. He was one rebound away from a triple-double. SGA does his thing again. The Lou Dort game, like everything about the Oklahoma City Thunder is awesome. Truly, I'm not just saying that. It's awesome. Now, obviously, since the seeding worked, then Miami ended up having to play Chicago. Miami ended up beating them by 11 uh, and advancing to play the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round, which we'll talk about in a second. And the, the uh, Timberwolves just put a beat down on the Thunder. It just wasn't the Thunder night. But we got to talk about the Thunder just for a second because the way and the fight that they put up, I mean, they had no business even being in the playing game. They, by all means, should not have been this good. Now, they have so many good young pieces, and Chet Holmgren's not even back yet. He'll be back next year. They have so many lottery picks. Well, future first picks that will be lottery picks. I, I'm absolutely thrilled. If, I, if I'm if i you and you are a Thunder fan, uh, keep your head high all offseason. You've got to be absolutely thrilled with how this season went. Very, very impressive stuff. Truly, truly impressive stuff. So let's talk about uh, the game ones. And we'll start with the first game that happened, the Sixers and the Brooklyn Nets. Now, I've harped on this. I'm going to sound like a broken record because I have harped on this truly since the beginning of the season. And luckily, I have all these podcasts that we can go back on and we can listen to what I talk about. I have said since the second the Sixers signed him, P.J. Tucker was brought in for the playoffs. He's not brought in for offense. He was brought in to be the dog who does the dirty work. And my goodness, is that exactly what he did? What a game one from the Sixers as a whole, but especially from P.J. Tucker. Unbelievable. Yes, he hit two open threes. That's great. He had five offensive rebounds and five steals. That's why you bring him in. That's exactly why you bring him in. Sorry, the mic. I threw it. I got so excited. That's why you bring in P.J. Tucker. Also, Tobias Harris showed up, showed out, 21 points, only missed five shots, three for three from three. Love to see it. Another one of the things that I've talked about for forever. If you can get positive minutes from any backup when Embiid's on the bench, you're going to win games. You're going to win series. And Paul Reed did that. Thank goodness. And shout out, Doc. I've got to give him his credit for bringing in Paul Reed, actually giving him minutes. Paul Reed at 11 points. He was five for six from the field, four boards, two steals, and was a plus five. Again, if you can get plus minutes and actual positive production while Joel Embiid is on the bench, you are going to make real noise. And that's exactly what the Sixers did. Great look in game one. I think those guys are the three biggest keys in the Sixers making a, a, a real run at a championship. Obviously, James Harden did his thing. We got vintage Harden. He was lights out from three. Embiid looked so good, so poised, passing out of double teams. I was very impressed. It was a very well-rounded game for the whole Sixers squad. They end up winning by 20. feel very, very good. Also, Mikael Bridges is the truth. I've talked about it on here as well. Kind of got crushed when I suggested he might be the next NBA superstar. He is for real. And I'm not throwing around the term superstar lightly. He is a star. Since he got traded to Brooklyn, he is absolutely a star. If he can somehow make another leap this offseason, he's going to be a superstar. Surround him with, with some just more talent. I, I love Mikael Bridges. Absolutely love him. And while I'm on that train, I love what the Sixers did with him in the second half. They really slowed him down. So, exciting series. I think it's still going to be a gentleman's sweep. I think the Sixers win in five. Brooklyn sneaks one out, but we'll see. The next game. Boston Celtics and the Atlanta Hawks 
and the Celtics just had to wear it with the Hawks. It was like a runaway. The Hawks kind of made a little comeback, but nope, that was it. Jason Tatum did his thing. Jalen Brown did his thing. It, it was it was from the beginning a Celtics route, and I think this is going to be a sweep. I don't think the Hawks even get a game. Celtics look good, man. That second round matchup of Boston Philly is going to be good. Going to be scary. One of uh, these two games were by far and away the best games of the day and two of the funnest games to watch. The New York Knicks and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Holy moly. This was awesome. The Knicks just kind of had a little lead the entire game. Julius Randle, he played well. He had 19 points, 10 boards. Donovan Mitchell just kicked it on late and spurred a comeback to make this thing really, really close. And Julius Randle ended up getting the offensive board that really put the game away. It is awesome when the Knicks can be good in the playoffs. Playoff basketball with the New York Knicks in it is fun. And they're actually winning games. Brutal, brutal, brutal uh, game one loss for Cleveland. Again, Donnie played great. He had 38 points, but he kind of turned it on too little too late. I think that series could realistically go six or seven. And it is fun. Boy, is it fun. Speaking of fun, this is going to be one of the two series that I talked about. Uh, that are the funnest that we've seen in a long time. And that's the Sacramento Kings and the Golden State Warriors. My goodness. Put some damn respect on De'Aaron Fox's name for crying out loud. The dude is unbelievable. 38 points in game one, holding it down. The Kings sneak out a three-point lead. Look, Steph did his thing. Yeah, he had a poor night shooting, but still. He hit a corner three uh, with a few minutes left in the fourth that was so ridiculous, and you could tell how ridiculous it was just with everybody's reactions when he made it. Just insane. It almost touched the roof of the arena. It was unbelievable. This series could go seven, and as a basketball fan, I hope that it does. We know that the Warriors just struggle on the road. They cannot win a road game to save their lives. But the Kings are for real. They're good. They're fun. I predicted that the Warriors were going to win this. I still feel that way. But man, oh man, what a fun game one. And De'Aaron Fox is so good. The Kings are so fun. This is one thing that really, really bothers me. All that we have seen post-game and pre-game is all Warriors talk. Nobody's talking about De'Aaron Fox's 38 points in the media. They're showing little teases for tomorrow's game, and it's all highlights of Steph Curry. It's all highlights of Clay. All that Woj wanted to talk about post-game is that there are reports that Clay's going to get a max contract offer from the Warriors. Put some respect. Show them some respect. I get it's game one, but my goodness, what else do they need to do? The Kings are awesome. Put some respect on their name. It is absolutely needed and well, well, well deserved. 1,000% well deserved. So let's talk about today. And that's the Lakers and the Grizzlies game. Now, I teased it uh, when I let off this episode, but let's talk about it right now. A rule that the NBA has to do something about is players sliding in last second and trying to take a charge when the player's airborne, the offensive player's airborne. Marcus Smart does this more than any other player in the league, and it always happens to Embiid, and I always get scared because he falls really hard. The exact same thing happened. This one wasn't as bad, but Anthony Davis did this, a similar thing to Jaw. The replay shows Jaw's fingers and his hand all bending backwards. Not great. It said that he had, a, there were reports that he had a hard time even like opening up a pair of bald socks in the locker room afterwards because his hand is so messed up. That's not cool. 
It is not cool at all. And we'll talk about, actually, let's talk about it now. The other example, Giannis goes out really early because Kevin Love does the same thing to him and he falls on his back. Really hard fall, falls right on his tailbone. Apparently the scans were clear, but they're going to see how Giannis feels when he wakes up tomorrow. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know how to fix this rule. I don't think you take charges out of the game completely, but maybe make that, maybe look at it into making it a flagrant one, just like a reckless closeout when a player's shooting a three or shooting a jump shot and you got to give him space to land. Do something similar with this because it's insane. Giannis, I mean, he's lucky if, if he comes back the series and is okay with his back. Jaw will be lucky if he comes back in the series and is okay with his, with his shooting hand. It's terrible. It's it's a terrible play. It's not basketball, and it's not good for the game, especially in the playoffs. It's not it's not good. Again, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's what they do, but they've got to look at it. They've got to make a decision and do something about it quick, because this sucks. Day one in the playoffs is is brutal. So let's talk about again. The Lakers just stepped it up. Like Jaw got hurt late, but I mean Reeves, dude. What in the world? Again, the emergence of this dude out of nowhere. Stepped up, stepped up big. Anthony Davis played really well. Thought that he broke his arm in like the second quarter. But in classic Anthony Davis fashion, he's fine and comes right back in and plays well. Ended with 22 and 12. Also, Jaron Jackson Jr., shout out him, ended with 31. I, I Lakers end up winning this game by 16. Did not see that coming, especially after how the Lakers looked in the playing game against the Timberwolves. I don't know. This could be another fun series and a long one. But we'll have to see uh, what that looks like with Jaw and his injury. So uh, talked about just barely with Giannis. The next game was the Heat and the Bucks. Giannis goes out early. Middleton steps up, plays really well. It's thirty-three points, nine boards, but it wasn't enough. The Heat just just pulled away. And brutal. Heat lose Tyler Hero. He broke his hand. The play was very strange. He like dove after a loose ball, but you could tell he got up and was like wincing in pain, grabbing his hand. They freaking swung the ball to him while he's standing by the bench holding his hand and they swung it to him and he shot a three with a broken hand. It didn't go in, but props to him for even <laughs> attempting it. Oh, brutal. That's going to be a huge loss. A uh, big, big, big time loss. He obviously is a very productive offensive player. Cannot guard anybody, but those points, I mean, that's he's a big part of their offense. I don't know. This is, I said this last episode, and this is why I thought the Heat would want to match, or I wanted the Heat to match up with the Celtics. Jimmy Butler can win you a playoff series. He can win you playoff games. And that's exactly what he ended up doing. He ended with 35, 11 assists, and five boards. And uh, Duncan Robinson is going to, he's going to have a huge series. At least he's going to have to have a huge series to step up for Tyler Hero and have that bench production. Crazy. But it, the, the Heat ended up winning 130 to 117. Big game one win, big game one loss for the Bucs. That could shake up the entire Eastern Conference. We'll see. We'll have to see. Obviously, you never want to see a player get hurt, and especially like that in game one. Uh, yeah, I, I hope Giannis, I hope Ja, I hope both of them are okay, and I hope the NBA takes a serious look at that. Uh, maybe that's something we can look at next season, uh, changing this offseason, but it needs to. It, I, it truly, truly needs to happen. That's ball, folks. Brotherly love and hate segment is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Co. provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of Philly. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt you'll stand out in the crowd. Listeners to our show can use the promo code TBF10 for 10% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. 
Again, that's TBF10 for 10% off anything on the site. PHI Apparel Company, the one-stop shop for Philly sports apparel. Are you sick of spending time caring for your lawn? Have you spent too much time mowing it or even just keeping it alive? Are you tired of wasting resources and money watering it? If you are like me, the answer is yes to all of those. You should consider artificial grass. Beehive Turf out of Northern Utah will transform your yard into looking beautiful all year round. Check out Beehive Turf on Instagram. Give them a call today for a free quote. Beehive Turf, take the sting out of caring for your lawn. games of the night were fun one being way more fun than the other and that is the phoenix suns and los angeles clippers game holy moly down to the wire the clippers end up stealing one on the road in game one win by five we got to talk about russell westbrook holy moly dude was three for 19 and maybe arguably had the best three for 19 game in nba playoff history (laughs) truly that's no lie he had five offensive rebounds ended with 11 total had eight assists and played very good defense down the stretch he had so many plays where he just they were hustle plays that's what Westbrook does had hustle plays where he kept plays alive and ended up uh, down the stretch Kawhi hit back-to-back threes Eric Gordon hits a three and Westbrook hits some clutch free throws to seal the deal Something I'm very confused about is what the Phoenix Suns were doing down the stretch. There was a stretch after the Gordon three uh, hit a three, a deep one, where they had a three-point lead. Uh, Monty Williams calls timeout, back-to-back timeouts, and the play he draws up is a ISO for Devin Booker, which he ends up getting blocked by Westbrook, who saves it, throws it off of, of Booker's leg, and they got the ball back. But how is that your play call? How's that your play call when you have back-to-back timeouts? I was very confused by that. Uh, Booker played well, played really well defensively, actually. It was probably the best defensive game I've ever seen him play. Uh, Durant played really well. Fun game. I think that that series could also go six or seven. I will be shocked if it doesn't, actually. Clippers look good, and it's important to remember they're missing Paul George, and we'll miss him for the whole first round. If they can get past the Suns without Paul George and have Paul George come back, goodness gracious. Wow, wow, wow. They look really good. The Sun, I obviously the Suns will kind of, they'll, they'll figure it out. They'll look better than they did game one, but uh, I don't, I'm not saying it's time to panic in Phoenix, but what you saw in game one was not very promising. DeAndre Ayton was, Ayton has been this guy actually, honestly, for his whole career, but especially tonight, he didn't do one thing that really impressed me. Yeah, he was eight for 16 and, and, 18 points that's great but he was so hit or miss i don't know i I, i'm not i'm not sold on ayton uh tory craig also had a fantastic game had 22 points that's not going to happen every night for the suns it 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 isn't It, it can't i don't know very strange but very entertaining game and uh, every time I watch them play, I just I kind of shake my head at how how deep the uh, the Clippers are. They're fun. They've got a fun team. Uh, Covington or Morris didn't play, by the way. We gotta we gotta add that. Uh, Pal Terrence Mann, Bones Highland got minutes. Um, so kind of kind of something to keep your eye on there because down the stretch uh, of the regular season, Covington was getting all of those minutes, but didn't even didn't even get in. 
Very interesting. And then it ended, the night ended, with the Denver Nuggets just putting an absolute ass beating on the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Timberwolves stink. They stink, man. I, I'm not impressed with Cat. Ant just, I, I, I get he's young, but I just want to see more. I want to see more. They are not, they, they stink. However, the Denver Nuggets do not stink. And when they get out and they play their style of basketball and they run and gun and shoot these transition threes, they're one of the funnest teams in the entire league to watch. Truly. That's me taking my Embiid homer hat off. They are fun to watch. Yes, I thought Jokic got away with the most blatant travel maybe I've ever seen. Uh, people and rule sticklers are saying, nope, it wasn't travel, but judge for yourself. Uh, check my Twitter out. But they are fun, and when they are just, the ball is moving around and swinging and they're making shots, look out. Truly look out. Jamal Murray looked like bubble Jamal Murray. This was his first playoff game since then, and uh, he, I think he looked fantastic. He really did. Jokic obviously did Jokic things, but Jamal Murray had 24 points, eight boards, eight assists. Got a little chippy. Uh, Kyle Anderson, man, he's kind of a weasel. Yeah, we already knew that, but he's, I don't know. I don't, I don't love, I don't love Minnesota. I don't love the trade they made for Rudy. I don't love the direction they're headed in. I don't like it. But what I do like is team basketball, and that's what the Denver Nuggets played tonight. How about this? This is their list of people who scored double digits tonight. Michael Porter Jr., dude had 18. Aaron Gordon had 13. Jokic had 13. Caldwell Pope had 15. Jamal Murray had 24. Bruce Bowen had 14. That is team basketball. My goodness. And to put that big of a beating on a on a on any team, I don't care who they are, but in the playoffs, look out. This has to be the Denver Nuggets' best chance roster-wise for them um, in franchise history to win a title. Obviously, they had a great regular season. They're the number one seed in the West. But this is by far Jokic and the Denver Nuggets' best chance at a, at a championship. They're going to breeze past the Timberwolves. Who, again, they're a joke. But I, I like what I saw. I really like what I saw, especially after the kind of lackluster and deflating end of the regular season for them. They just didn't look inspired, didn't, I, yeah, they were sitting guys, but even when Jokic played, they just didn't look good, kind of in a weird rhythm, and uh, you could tell Michael Malone, the head coach for the Nuggets, felt the same way, because they were up by 30 late, like seven minutes left in the game, and uh, he had all his starters in there, like he checked Jokic back into the game, uh, up by 30 with seven minutes left, and I think it was just to kind of get the guys into, keep this rhythm going, keep this momentum going. But I really like what I saw from the Nuggets. Again, it is the Timberwolves, but very impressive nonetheless. Very fun first week. Very fun first uh, couple days of game ones. Baby, I miss the playoffs. This is so fun. Um, I've teased it that this is the first time in forever that my basketball and hockey teams are both in the playoffs. Have to give a shout out to the Devils. I do it almost every episode, uh, but they open up the playoffs at home on Tuesday against the New York Rangers. It is going to be madness. Had a dream last night. The Jack Hughes had a Hattie, and we won seven to one. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully that's true. But just had to throw out some good vibes, good well wishes to Jake and Norm. Uh, let's go, Devs, man. I'm going to actually be out there uh, for game two on Thursday, which I'm really excited about. So playoff hockey, can't wait to experience the atmosphere. Uh, the Rock is going to be absolutely bonkers. 
And I hope that when I get out there, we've got a one lead on the Rangers. It's going to be great. But yeah, let's go Devs. That's all I got for you guys. Again, hope you all had a fantastic week. Uh, keep me posted. What, what you guys are thinking is going to happen in the playoffs. Obviously, I'm very active on Twitter throughout round one and all the playoffs, but um, I love all of this. So love all of you guys. As always, please feel free to rate, subscribe, review, do all that fun stuff. Um, and another giveaway. We're going to be doing plenty of giveaways through the Sixers playoffs, so keep an eye on that. Uh, just gave away Mitchell and Ness throwback Sixers jacket um, and doing a lot of stuff with the guys at the fifth quarter. Uh, my guy Ryan over there. So keep an eye out for those because they will continue to roll in. Again, love you all. Thank you so much as always. Hope you have a fantastic week. Be nice to each other. Go Devils. Go Sixers. And that's ball, folks. Peace.